early to the process. Okay? We good? All right. Now, um, go ahead and start recording now. I want to do the interview. So, uh, we have Brent Christie here from Jubilee Reach, and most of you know who Jubilee Reach, what Jubilee Reach is. I'm going to explain just briefly for those who don't, but first I need to say this, and that is, I really love these guys. These guys are good, close, personal friends. Our daughters were BFFs at Redmond High, and so we've known each other for a long time and in a lot of settings, and I knew him before he was who he is now. I knew Brent before he was Brent, okay? And what I mean by that was, is he was a guy who had had a very successful corporate career. He'll talk a little bit about that, the hospitality industry and, and helping to revitalize a nationally known brand and so on. And he had, done a, he had just done a lot of things in his life. And, and I, it wasn't retirement, but it wasn't, he wasn't going to the office from 8 to 5 anymore either. And he was just doing that thing that, you know, a lot of people around here get to do when they've done well. And uh, then God got a hold of him. And the bottom line is, is I had to watch this guy who I, I, you know, you love Brent no matter what, okay, period. But the bottom line is, is I got to watch this guy start the Lord lighting him up more and more and more and more to the point that all of a sudden, just like the song we were singing, just like the thing that we did here before, he just wanted to give everything to the Lord. And he has been doing that now with the whole of his life at Jubilee, which for those who don't know what Jubilee Reach is. Jubilee Reach is a ministry about 10 years ago, and we were right there on the ground floor, you know, and lots of people on our staff, Barb works there right now, but we've had lots of people from here, and lots of people have served there in different capacities. But before they ever got involved in the schools, they were the best local parachurch organization I'd ever seen. They were making more of, more of a difference in more communities in more ways about this whole multiculturalism that's going on here with English classes and computer classes and taking care of kids whose parents both had to work and all kinds of things. They were doing so many things already, all of which they're still doing. And then what happened was is that they got involved in the schools and God started opening up doors because they were already doing the schools. And you know how God does that, right? You start doing, making a difference, and then one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And now, they are in the schools, contracted as an organization to provide for a number of different services, coachings, before schools, care, all kinds of things. And the, and the list just, it seems to me, will continue to grow as we just continue to serve our community so well. There's so much debate about public schools, particularly right now with these new things, you know, and we're not talking about that. But the bottom line is, is this church is in the local schools because of this man. Heart for it, he gave his life to it fully, and this is an outstanding example of what will happen when you give your life to God, he'll take it. And the things it'll do with it will blow your mind. Now, his wife, Cindy, is here, too, and she's just the most beautiful woman ever, uh, besides Julie, of course. And bottom line is, is that she is right there with him in every step of the way. So I don't want to, you know, it's just amazing what you guys have done. So with that, would you please give him a big Lake Sam welcome? Well, thank you, Kurt. And uh, to be more like Kurt, I'm going to have to use these. You know how he wears these like this. But before we get started, I want to, there's some scripture reading we're going to base this on. So I want to introduce Coach uh, Carlos, Carlos Wilcutts, the site coach, that uh, you're going to hear a little bit about Co uh, Coach Carlos throughout this, uh, this conversation. So we're going to have a little scripture reading, and thank you very much. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 9 to 21. Love must be sincere. Is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in seal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. In Leviticus chapter 19, 33 to 34. When a foreigner resides among you in your land, 
do not mistreat them. The foreign among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord, your God. So, Lord, may these words and these stories that I'm about to share honor and just glorify you and stir the Holy Spirit you have placed in our souls to sincerely love the stranger, the foreigner you have placed among us, who thirst to know you, Lord, and to be, and to, to your, may this all be to your glory because it's all your story, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Say, welcome, uh, Lake Sam. This is, uh, this is a privilege because I look back on our long friendship and and as Kurt said, this has been years. That's almost a decade. And I, uh, I really appreciate that because I don't have many decades left. I'm older than Kurt, by the way. So, um, and, and I was looking back in our, yeah, wow. Oh, we're off to a good start. Well, this old man will be done pretty quick up here. You can just finish what you were doing. So, um, so here's a picture proof up here of uh, how we have grown up together as part of the body of work that God has been doing, transforming lives in our community and uh, our schools. But let me first tell you, I'm not Kurt. I wear my glasses like him. So if you've come to hear the master teacher and preacher, that's not me. And if you want to kind of look at your watch and usher out the back, I'll understand that. So in fact, um, I'm really just going to tell you a story. Um, it's a story that's really all about God, uh, how he works in the ordinary, the everyday, um, how he just uh, has transformed lives and families in our communities. So, um, and I'm just going to give you a little bit of my testimony and my part in that. So as Kurt said, you know, that I was, uh, my first career, my first life was in the hotel and hospitality industry. That's the industry where your customers called your guest and they sleep with you 24-7, 365 days a year. It's nonstop. So uh, after graduating from Harvard of the Palouse, I'm a coog. Um, go slow, go slow. Uh, I want you to know that WSU is still one of the top uh, 10 hospitality uh, universities in the whole United States although I graduated in political science, so. <laughs> so this cougar from Eastern Washington really uh, had a lot to learn tonight, but I had good mentors. But the most valuable learning experience was serving alongside the maids, the cook, the dishwasher, the line cook, and the desk clerks. Those were the essential people, those who served humbly every day. They taught me the hospitality business. At a young age, one of those mentors, Horst Schultze, invited me to be a corporate director responsible for the redevelopment of a company called the Ritz-Harlton Hotel Company. So I traveled a lot. When visiting our hotels, my practice was to get up early in the morning and enter the hotel where our employees entered. That's called the loading dock, the back dock, where the dumpster is. And we wanted to make sure that that was as clean as the front of the house, as clean as the front entrance, that that dumpster was deodorized, and the security people that sat there welcomed Security people welcomed our employees into the hotel. We believed that it was our responsibility to love every employee. Our mantra was, treat each employee as we would our best guest, always practicing five-star hospitality that we always preached. From the loading dock, I walked the back of the house where our employees traveled. The back halls were to be as spotless as the front of the house. My first stop was always to hug the maids, to love and appreciate the tedious work they did every day cleaning 15 guest rooms, toilets, tubs, beds, every day, all day long. Because if a guest found one hair in the sink or in the tub, our hotel was, was a disaster to them. Off to the kitchen and I would hug Cochise, the big guy that ran the dishwasher and the pot washer. If steam was billowing from that dishwasher and, and really already um, sweat was rolling off of his brow, I'd see this smile. And if he was smiling, I knew that we had smooth sailing through this storm of a breakfast and all, the, all those pots and pans and plates that would come back from breakfast. Then it was over to the cooking line and high-fiving Floyd. He's the egg man, we call him, the line cook. He had a on every burner, ready to fire, had already broken 10 dozen eggs, has his mise en place, everything in place, ready for the morning. And you know what? Powerful people prefer their eggs perfectly prepared in the morning, and, and uh, Floyd had a big job. Then I would walk out to the front of the house, through the kitchen, and hug Deborah. Deborah was the breakfast waitress that probably left her children in the morning so that she could be there in the afternoon to welcome them home after school. Deborah's tip of 15 or 17 percent came on a $10 plate of eggs, rather than the waiter who served in the evening, whose tip was on about a $100 average check entree. Okay. Those people were smiling, 
And if they felt loved, we knew that our guests would be loved. See, we were ready to start our day now. And I may have had the title and may have seemed like an important person, but nobody knew if I didn't show up. But if the maid, the dishwasher, the street, or the waitress didn't, everybody knew. These people weren't putting on the Ritz. These people were the Ritz. Our motto for management was, if you're not serving the guest, you'd better be serving someone who is. I retired and look back on my hospitality year, those foundational footprints are what I call those God prints when I look back. And what truly joy was loving those devoted to the ordinary, the everyday, and transforming the ordinary and everyday into the extraordinary, the one the delivering five-star uh, service to the upper 2% of the traveling public. Huh. Who did the greatest leader of all time, born in a barn to an unwed teenage girl who humbly served as a laborer, who did he use to transform the world? In our scripture reading that Carlos read, it's no coincidence, the first word Paul uses in defining Christian biblical hospitality is love. But more, God calls us to sincere love. That's an active love that goes beyond being proper or polite, but an engaging, concentrated effort, a personal involvement, an extending of ourselves to look at and to look for people who need the love of Christ in our community. Further, we are, we are to be devoted to them. We are to honor them and to honor one another because each and every person is created by God with unique skills, gifts, and, contr and contributions to make. To honor involves motives that are pure, not having no ulterior or quid pro quo motives or other agendas, such as on us, just so they get that raise or promotion, or the employees, so they just work, will work harder for me or the wealthy, so they will contribute to our cause. And let me tell you, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Uh, every day I fight it. That's the greatest struggle I have as part of running a nonprofit. So hotel hospita hospitality business shortly after that fateful day, 9-11-2001. Then one day while sitting in church, I saw the face and heard the story of a student from Eastside Academy, a last chance Christian alternative school for kids who had fallen through the cracks. That started my Jesus take the wheel for me. I got deeply involved. Some of you know we started a basketball team so that former bullies could belong and be loved. Oh, did I get frustrated and want to quit? Yeah, many, many times. Because I was gonna fix those kids, but God used those kids to fix me. God doesn't want a thing in our lives. He was showing me what real Christ-centered hospitality looks like. Those needing the greatest love often express it in the most unloving ways. Through Eastside Academy, we learned the Bellevue School District was auctioning off a surplus building in the Lake Hills area. It seemed a perfect place for Eastside Academy, but thank God our plans are not his plans. During our due diligence, after meeting with the principal of the neighboring elementary school of that building, God changed our perfect plans. We learned that 71% of the students at Lake Hills Elementary School qualified for free and reduced lunch. That means 71% of the students' families had an average household income of $30,000 a year or less. This is Bellevue, Washington. And that 61% of the students at that school went home and spoke another language other than English. Well, that principle led us to six more principles. We talked to their counselors. We met with 12 different heads within the city's parks and community services and Human Services Division, and we took those notes and we asked, this is what we heard, is this what you said? This is what we understood, is this what you meant? We have since learned that the Bellevue School District is now a minority-majority school district, 21 years national trend. There are 117 countries represented in the Bellevue School District. 86 languages are spoken right here in the Bellevue School District. And now 54% of the students in the Bellevue School District are not white. And 81% of Bellevue's growth and population has been, since 1990, has been from diverse cultures. God has brought the nations here. We have learned that we can do international missions without leaving our country, or without leaving our community, and modern technology will spread the word from Judea to Samaria, to China, to Latin America, and all parts of the world. Love and learn. That became our mantra for practicing biblical hospitality at Jubilee Reach.
We say we just love, we listen, we learn, we build relationships, we earn trust so that we can hear the deeper need, so that we may step in the gap and provide a hand up, not a hand out. So it's how we're wired, to love and to be loved. We talked about that today. Chantel led a prayer of the, of the most incredible love shown by Jesus Christ. And of all the commandments, what were the two most important? Love God with all our heart and all our soul and love our neighbor as ourselves. That's a whole lot of love. Man. Love is all about building relationships. We know the deeper need is always Jesus. Our role is to practice hospitality, to love, to, sure, to show, and to, uh, and to show our community the real Jesus, so that when that question is asked, the only answer will be Jesus. So during those conversations with principal, principal that said, if you make a warm, hospitable place for kids before school, they will come and you'll know what to do. We opened, we learned that parents were dropping their kids off as early as six o'clock in the morning at Lake Hills Elementary, just so they could get to, uh, jobs to sustain those families. So, Jubilee Reach Center opened September 2006 with three staff and 24 volunteers to provide a warm, hospitable place for 20 elementary school children to love, to be loved and nourished by church volunteers before school. Okay, that same day, eight showed up after school. That was not our plan. So, we loved and we listened and we fed, as I say, Marty Taylor was, uh, was a partner in that, at that time, and I say, I ran around and uh, Marty ran to the kitchen, and we fed them, and we learned from them what an after-school program looked like. And also, upon learning there were 86 languages spoken in the Bellevue School District, another volunteer began ESL classes for 12 parents at the beginning. Soon, English became the language of relationship and reconciliation and community building among diverse cultures. Different cultures began cooking lunch for one another, a national lunch evolved, and today 60,500 meals and snacks are prepared from our little community kitchen, thanks to Barb, who sits over there and you saw her face, and to you, Lake Sam, because you're a significant part of that. I just saw Julie there day before yesterday, shuffling food back and forth. So, and now... Over 630 parents participate in the ESL classes and build strong community. You can't park near Jubilee Reach. Our scripture today from Leviticus says, When a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing must be treated as your native-born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Henri Nouwen hails hospitality as the hallmark of Christian living. The word hospitality in Greek means the love of strangers. Now likens hospitality to reaching out to the stranger or those who may be estranged from country, culture, friends, family, and maybe from God. So he says that hospitality means providing a free, safe, welcoming space where the, where the stranger can enter and feel a friend and be loved instead of feeling an enemy and be so hospitality is not to change people, but to provide that free space where that change can ultimately take place. It's kind of like you, Lake Sam. You, the way you've hosted over 300-plus middle school kids in this very room for our, a heap and helping of your hospitality to celebrate the end of our seasons. Jubilee Reach evolved into a relational, trusted hub center for community, loving and welcoming the foreigner, the stranger, the estranged, just practicing hospitality. Over 30 more collective services and activities evolved from medical, dental, and legal services to support for families from utilities, rent, medical bills, to furniture, clothing, to coming alongside families to prevent them from falling into the gap of homelessness. That's not a gap, that's an abyss. 2005 also inaugurated the, the Jubilee Service Day, starting with one school right next door to you and 797 volunteers. Lake Sam, you were a catalyst, an active advocate, and an early adopter. You helped build the Jubilee Service Day into a movement that last year mobilized 2,490 
volunteers from 40 churches and 10 businesses that served in 20 help prepare 384 classrooms and do painting, repairs, and landscape cleanup in 25 of our neighbors' homes. You know what that feels like when a house that's an eyesore in the community and a church comes around and starts to repair and the neighbors come out and they start to love and they find out why that has happened and they start to love their neighbor. After, over four, after that service day, over 4,500 from many churches came together as one church, as one church, the Church of Bellevue, to worship in Crossroads Park. This year's celebration worship will be on the football field of Newport High School, where the Asian population alone in that, in that school high represents 54% of the student population. And we are experiencing a thirst for Christ in the rapidly growing Chinese, Korean, and Japanese and Southeast Asian population. God is, is bringing the nations here. Determining needs. Determining needs involves the feelings side of ministry. We needed at the outset to ask ourselves in those early days, is if Jesus were here, alive today in bodily form, right here, right now in my community, what would make him, what would make Jesus weep and pound his fists on, his t on the table? As he, weep as he did when he looked over Jerusalem or made him turn over the tables of the money changers outside of the church. And based upon those needs, the vision for Jubilee Reach was cast back in 2005. Bring Jesus healing, build community, transform lives. And that vision will never change. For 10 years, we have watched God at work. We plan a little and we watch God a lot. We continuously adapt, evolve, and fail forward fast and frequently in faith and trust in him. And he has provided more than we could ever dream or imagine. Our mission evolved into transform lives and community one student at a time. We start with a child who speaks the truth, who leads us to the parents, sustain the family, build a caring community in and around schools, and we pray that we are building his kingdom. We engage volunteers like I was so that they may see the face of need and fall in love with their neighbor and transform lives while their own, like mine, is being transformed. Works from the heart. That's where he planted his Holy Spirit. Change the heart, we change the mind. Volunteers then share stories with their families, social network, businesses, and business friends, who then mobilize and multiply others to engage in their time and their resources. And as we sincerely love, we are sincerely loved. God is love, the gospel is spread, and their Bible. All of these numbers are really important, but the most important is one. The very soul of all we do is about loving one. The unlovable, the lost, the least, the lonely, the desperate, the destitute, and the disrupted. The ones most likely not graduate, the bullies. We love bullies. Bad bullies have become bold leaders. Transform one, and a whole school changes, along with the surrounding community. At the very tip of the spear of all God has done through Jubilee Reach is to change Saul's to Paul's. In 2010, Jubilee Reach stepped in the gap to replace the city of Bellevue's after-school program at Highland Middle School, the toughest middle school in the district. Two days into our perfectly planned after-school program, it happened. Two students, Jorge and Aldo, disrupted the crafts table and then bullied another boy. Carlos, that guy you met, our first site coach, escorted Jorge and Aldo to the gym, and 13 of his gang followed, and 10 girls who thought those guys were pretty cool. Rather than punish what Jorge and Aldo had done, Carlos simply asked, why? Then, with a ball and 12 orange combs laid out on the gym floor, a gang became a team. The principal tracked their grades within three months the reading test scores of every boy on that team had improved two to four grade levels in three months. The next year, Jubilee Reach site coaches expanded into all seven Bellevue schools. Two of those are choice schools. There's five normal. We thought, well, we're going to go to the hot schools, the High Meads, Highland Odal, and Tilikin. It was all seven. And it's simply because every child, in fact, every one of us in this room, every one of us, just desires to be known, to be loved, to be affirmed, to belong, and become part of something greater than self. That's a team, a club, a caring, accountable community, a church, the body of Christ. Using the positive platform of sport, coach, and team, we build community in and around a school. Competition 
allows me to play, innovate, test my skills, and have the fun. I don't come to beat you. I come to become a better me. And at the end of every game, players, parents, friends, faculty, fr and fans gather for Attaways to, recommend, to recognize and affirm the good character and the good sportsmanship of good play. At the end of the season, all schools gather together at the year for the big Addies Award, like the Espies. From Highland to Chinook, from the least to the greatest, over 800 kids come together as one. Every child of every race, religion, and socioeconomic background gets to play, belong, become, and be loved. We extend the gamification beyond interscholastic boys and girls sports into uh, coaching robotics, STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, and math teams, as well as homework, photo, chess, clubs, and over 30 more activities that vary from school to school just so kids can belong. Highest principal, Anissa Variano, compiled this graph to illustrate the impact of site coaches practicing and loving sincere hospitality, building relational community within Highland, our beta school. A church, Highland Covenant, from across the street was deeply involved along with other collaborative partners. This graph illustrates the impact of what God's love does. Beyond noting the overall improvement of the Latino students, who notice they are now the valedictorians of their class, note also the acceleration of the special needs students, it's called special ed up there, primarily those suffering with autism. They're integrated in community. And the ELL students, English as a learning language, who don't speak English, look at the rapid acceleration of learning. As they belonged and became part of a caring and accountable community, that's what happens. In addition, Anissa notes, detentions in that school in the first year dropped from 1,709 to 379 rethinking letters. There are no more detentions. Bullying has radically declined. That building has not been tagged for six years. State Achievement Award banners now hang in the place where graffiti used to be. Highland Middle School was previously sanctioned by the federal government, is now number sixth in the state in standardized test results. And that principal, Anissa Barriano, was named Washington State Principal of the Year. And isn't it just like God? Who did he use to catalyze this transformation? Carlos, a young shepherd, a redeemed gangster, a church, a soccer ball, and a Saul, Jorge, a lost boy desiring to belong and to be loved. Today, as part of his church, there are 47 site coaches serving as shepherds, living among them, integrated into the fabric and the faculty of, uh, of 15 schools with over 300 volunteers practicing sincere, loving hospitality, reaching over 10,000 students from elementary to middle to high school, and we're in a true, honest, contractual partnership, not a gotta do and quid pro quo, got a contractual partnership to lay the foundation for God to enter and do only what God can do of loving kids with the Bellevue School District to expand to 28, all 28 schools and reach 29,000 children. Our heaviest recent growth, you can see up here, as a need has been in elementary schools. That's because at one of our quarterly principals breakfast that we host at Jubilee Reach, where we just love, listen, and learn from school principals as frequently as we can, we learned that the highest suspension rate in the Bellevue School District is kindergartners. Why? Right next door to you at Stevenson Elementary, of the 132 new kindergartners coming into that school, 87 did not speak English. 77% of students at that school speak a language other than English when they go home. Many are immigrants, refugees, and parents craving community and safety for their children who have never sat in a structured classroom. And they've never learned the social emotional skills to interact with more diverse cultures. Across the street and down the street a, 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 a touch is uh, the new Odell Middle School will reopen with 1,000 middle schoolers. That has the PRISM program, that has the brightest and the least in that school, 1,000 kids. And across the road right here in these apartment complexes are two of the most diverse low-income apartment complexes in the city of Bellevue, where many of the highest need kids and their families from Stevens live. Lake Sam, 
You are a mighty church, and God has placed you at the apex of a world of nations, 117 countries, 86 languages at your doorstep. You are a church that practices Romans 12 mentality. We're grateful to partner with you in ministry for these 10 years, but we also look forward to going deeper. If it be Stevenson or Older, Odell or more, may the aroma of hospitality through his Holy Spirit ripple through students and their families in this neighborhood to build his kingdom, to build community, to build his kingdom in our schools, our city, and beyond. Again, as we read in scripture today, the foreigner, the foreigner, foreigner, foreigner resides among us in our land the foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them. Love them as yourself. Oh, got to finish this with, um, uh, remember that, that, uh, that Saul that became Paul, the bully who became the bold leader, Jorge? Well, he's in the center of that picture. Today, he's a sophomore on the honor roll at the University of Washington studying physics. Yes, physics. Um, and, you know, He's a husky, but I still love him like a coog. <laughs> Jorge serves three days a week at his old Highland Middle School, coaching and mentoring kids like he was. Jorge is also a youth leader of a group they call Revolution 180. Get it? A discipleship Barlow started over five years ago that grew to 120 kids like Jorge. Oh, and that other bad boy, although he's the boy on the left, in the front. Aldo's a sophomore attending Seattle University and a bold believer. Coach Carlos, yeah, he's on the right, you saw him here. That guy who read scripture, he's that former gang member who gave his life to Christ in the back of an ambulance after being almost beat to death because the EMT in the ambulance said, if you're gonna live a life like this, you need to know Jesus and prayed for it. Yeah, that's the young Latino guy God selected to lead us into our first middle school. And this year he led us into our first high school. Sammamish High School, with similar radical results. Now at the ripe old age of 24, Carlos also serves on the, on the uh, Racial Equity Council of Bellevue School District and was just honored as one of five groundbreaking leaders for diversity, faith, and values in the greater Seattle area. That's, that's what God's sincere love does when we practice Christ-centered hospitality. It just takes one. One church, one school, one faithful volunteer, one child, one redeemed, transformed life, transforming multiple lives. It's building community in and around our schools. We serve the greatest, the greatest leader in the history of the world. He arrived humbly as a helpless baby, born of an unwed teenage girl in a barn. He lived as a laborer among us. He practiced sincere, loving hospitality, dining with the outcast, the untouched, and the unseen. He loved the lost, the least, the lonely, the stranger, the estranged, and the foreigner. He used fishermen, not CEOs of the fish factory, to change the world. I love, listen, learn, and serve um, fishers of men like Carlos, Jorge, and our site coaches. His plan A is for his church. There is no plan B. When his church goes out unleashing Jesus' sincere, loving hospitality, all hell breaks loose, and the enemy loses his foothold, foothold in our schools, our neighborhoods, and our community because his love never fails. He never quits. He never gives up because his love is a game changer. And thank you, Lake Sam, 10 years of partnership and many, many more. Thank you. Did you want to do a little bit of Q&A? Well, come, come back up. Uh, here's the deal. I don't want you to lose the momentum of that. I tell you, I heard that in a preach call. And uh, I said, I'm not changing anything. And, and I said, are you going to be reading that? And he said, yeah. And I, normally, that isn't something I encourage. And I said, read it. <laughs> because it just had such impact. It just, it's just unbelievable what God has done. And it's not unbelievable. But that's what it is, right? So in Jesus' name, does anybody have any, here's what I want you to do. First of all, there's going to be a table out there. So when you're leaving today, get signed up. 
Okay, they'll contact you. They're really good at handling volunteers. They're really good at making sure that you get a good fit, that you get the right situation, that you're supported, that you're not overtaxed, and all that kind of stuff. And I really want to do that, but does anybody have a question or a comment or anything else at this point in time? Go ahead. <laughs> you, you shouldn't ask that question. My wife is here. She's, she's wondering myself. Uh, or herself. I, um, That's really good, Bruce. Um, yeah. You know, when God gets a hold of you, um, it's, I, it's not like work anymore. It's, it's a joy. Hanging Amen. out with uh, it's, uh, it's a joy. Amen. Yeah, what other programs do you still have besides the sports programs that people can get involved in? Everything. Yeah, sports is really a, uh, a small part of what we do, although it's big. I mean, you'll see, we have, uh, I went to Tai yesterday, both gyms have boys and girls basketball teams. We've been using the school, the yellow school buses to transport all the kids to it. We had boys and girls soccer, so we have two soccer fields going right now, two, uh, two basketball courts going, uh, golf, and um, and then we run cross country, and then we do football as well. But um, that's the we've just got going on now. But that's only a place for kids to belong. Our site coaches have offices centrally located inside the school building. So they are there throughout the day. They have the authority to be in all of the classrooms. And the kids that, are the, that might be the most, that get the most amped up or there might be issues, they, many of them have authority to just raise their hand and they can go see the site coach. So the site coaches serve as an inter independent but interdependent intermediary inside the school. They're a, they're a full part of the faculty. We go through all the training. They go through all the training that the Bellevue School District does. So they're in classrooms. So very little of it is programmatic. It's really relational and automatic. Now that is just still at the schools though, but you still do all kinds of things out of the building. <laughs> like you were talking about the 60,000 lunches and so on. Well. The thing is, when a child is loved and they speak the truth, then we hear what happened that morning, or we hear what happened a month or a year, many years ago, and then we then can download. Now, we have to report these things, but we build relational trust and equity so we can bring that to, to a principal, to a counselor, to what's called an FCC, Family Communication Center, people that are also in the school, but they trust the site coaches. So the site coach will then de debrief. At some schools, they debrief once a week on, on they're trying to get around a child and find out what's not working or why can't we get this working. So from that, we hear the deeper need. That's where we go into what we call community care, community reach. We, the, the needs funnel in. We, we, it could be furniture and, uh, from our thrift store, um, clothing, food, um, but also legal assistance. Immigration is, we had a father just taken right out of front of Jubilee Reach. He'd been here for 10 years, and immigration took him. And his kids, those two kids had been there for 10 years, and this is what immigration looks like when you hear those things, and took him. Um, kids were both graduating, troubled, uh, but, but very accomplished lives, and they were graduating this last weekend from Trinity Lutheran University. Thank God they released him for four, 24 hours to watch his children graduate, but we don't know if he'll go back. So those are the things we deal with. So we just step in the gap, and many times if we f find he's going to be um, evicted, we won't go as an advocate and pound our fist. We'll just walk alongside, bring others together, talk to the apartment manager. Sometimes the owner gets involved, work out how we might do zero interest loans. So, and we don't do that alone. We do that with a lot of partners, but that funnel then comes in to Jubilee, and that's community care. At the center, which we, we took center off of our name because it looked like just a a place, um, and it's a it's a thing that's God that's God's doing. We have that ESL uh, kid reach tutoring, um, uh, uh, ho um, homeschool group that brings in all cultures of the nation that work there, and um, various other activities that that go on. If you were to chart the things that they do, what you it wouldn't be a st exactly straight line, but what you would see is is the steadily building. Uh, when, when the Israelites came into the land, God said, I'm not going to give you everything at once because you couldn't handle it. So I'm going to give it to you piece by piece. And what you would see in that chart is God giving a community piece by piece to the churches that, that are Jubilee Reach. Understand, Jubilee Reach is us. It is the churches that do that. They staff it. They support it. They do that. At this point, there's a lot of 
other monies that are starting to come in from other places because of the kind of numbers they're talking about. These numbers that he was doing, and I know he was doing them quickly, but you don't see these. You don't see these anywhere. You don't see anything even close to that kind of thing. Two or two to four grade levels in three months? There's no program out there that does. And this is the kind of results they're getting. When, whenever, I, I remember I was asking Brent one time, because there's a big concern of ours, is, is at some point in time, does somebody with a secular bent say, gee, you shouldn't be in these schools. These should, principals wouldn't. And I, and I was talking to Brent about it one day, and he said, he said, people are saying that kind of thing all the time. Here's what happens. The principals just take out the numbers. And they just say, look at, look at the gang activity decreasing. Look at the tardiness decreasing. Look at the truancies decreasing. Look at the scores increasing. Look at this, look at this, look at this. And then the other principal says, how do I get them? This is true. This is going to other communities. It is a, I, I feel like as has been done, if God just, if this was all of it, it would still be the best thing I've ever seen. But there's no reason to think that it doesn't just continue to build. That there's just one more step and one more step and one more step that God would just do to show the church what we can actually be. <laughs> right? We really can do this. So, anything else? Go ahead. Uh, the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. DJ first. Well, or Brent, Chantel first. it sounds like things are going amazing. Um, sometimes I wonder if it feels overwhelming to us of how can we join that can, is our first steps going to be easy, or um, I don't know? Can you just speak to the volunteer side a little bit more? Sure, thanks. Well, you know, <laughs> you were there. Um, um, I, I can just tell you the Highland story. Highland Covenant Church had never been in that school since 1975. Um, we uh, and actually we used Highland Covenant Youth for Christ and Young uh, and uh, UGM to make the selection of these two guys, Carlos and. Uh, and Jonathan, that was not my, I, I, I say this as, I'm gonna confess as a white male, I don't think I'd have made that choice, but God made a much better one than I could make, trusting God and not trusting me. And um, so at that point then, that church was a part of it. Um, Anisa Berriano would tell, and she said this in a public forum around businessmen, church leaders, and, um, and some of her own staff when we were assembled in her library and she was showing these results. She joked because James Ammon, the Kurt Brunk of their church was there and said, you know, we would get the Starbucks cards and I've still got them in my desk. I would never cash them. Oh, and that pastor called and he wanted to pay for our field trip, $700 for the bus. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to chat with him. When we first started to talk with him and Judy Buckmaster said, um, uh, meet Jubilee Reach. Well, that's a Christian organization. And, she, and, Ju and Anissa came in, sat at the end of the table and with Eric Ferguson, her assistant, they didn't want to chat. Now today, they started serving, and all we have to do is love like Jesus. That's all we have to do. We can't preach the gospel, but we, can, we can't give out, but we can live out. The question is asked, the only answer, and then they know. Nobody loves like Jesus. So anyway, my point, so how do you serve? It just took, took a few of their volunteers coming over. Now there's a thing of the Title I schools, they call it an ATP, Action Team for Partnerships. They can get three community leaders pastor, James Ammon, one of those three, that sits on that action team for partnerships. And now there's regular meetings with that church and the principal at that school. I got to tell you, God has placed his people everywhere. We tend to think like I might have thought, well, there's not many Christians in the school. They are flooded in the school. That's right. They're saying, come, That's right. come, stay, stay, don't leave, don't give up, because he never gives up. And to be clear, this is going to be recorded and seen. If somebody's out there, they know the restrictions. He was just referring to that. We understand the, the rules that we work under when we work in a public setting. Okay, That doesn't mean we can't continue to extend it. We just do it in, in a way that is genuinely abiding by the clear-cut rules that they have for the reasons that they have them. Right? So uh, let's, do, let's do one more, and then we're going to head in. Is there anybody else? Where is it? I just don't see it. Go ahead and start talking, whoever it is. for 26 years. Um, I taught school for 26 years. Is yeah, and um, near, um, this, near Bellevue, a small yeah. district near Bellevue. And they're very, I hate to say this, but they're anti-Christian. And I, this is really a miracle that you could, I can't imagine my elementary school having any Christian coming in like this. I, 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 it just it baffles me, but I mean, I think it's great. 
and I can't imagine it, and I don't know because uh, financially it's a different situation, or it, I don't know what it is. Mm, well, it's a um, it's ten years of a relationship. You got it started with that listening to that principal and not saying, "Here's what we got. We can fix this." It was just listening, learning, and. We, the council used to walk over to Jubilee Region and said, well, we must be starting a new service or activity, you know. Um, so we didn't have any plans and we didn't sit in a room and cook this up, right? So um, it, it was, um, uh, then, the, then the results just happened to happen. I mean, we, we did what we heard, we, like we said, we listened, we learned, and we loved. And we just, um, and held ourselves accountable. And if something was wrong, we responded to it with urgency. And we never quit. Um, what would happen, uh, we, would get, we would get the feedback. What happens in the school district is um, somebody does, very seldom, we, we really have heard, the biggest question we get about us being in the school district is from the church. Honestly, <laughs> I got, I, you know, it's, it's the, uh, the school district, um, is, and that is, as, as Kurt said, to be in every school, but Judy Buckmaster would say, somebody would complain. We've, I've, I think it's happened maybe a, a handful of times in 10 years, and would, and she's the executive director of student services. Somebody would call and say, "I want to talk to you about Jubilee Regional School." Sure, come on in. What's your? What's our? Do we have an issue? What's your issue? Well, that's a Christian organization. I understand. What's our issue? Well, it's a Christian organization. Is, well, is your child involved in it? No. Have you seen any of the results? Well, here's here's some of the things that we that we're seeing. Why don't you let your child try and become a part of it? They became donors. Their child has changed. They said that's the kind of sports I always wanted my kid to be a part of. So it's just loving, right? So, and, it, and if we, we have taken some stones and following Jesus <laughs> and everybody who did, it wasn't a pretty road. Um, so we've sat in rooms. Carlos has had things, uh, accusations put at him. So, uh, you know, everybody's uh, uh, pers realities. And, and, and you know, we, we've got to own it. I got to own it a little bit too as a Christian. We earned some of that. You know, we earned some of that. And um, so I think if we can really just go and serve and model the greatest leader that God uses his son to, uh, for the, in the history of the world to change the world, I think that's it. I mean, there's not a secret formula to that. You know, it's just going and loving. One of the reasons why we have him here is because of Odal is going to be back. And when they come back, like he said, there's a considerable expansion of the student base. And there's going to be unbelievable opportunities. But at the same time, we are fully into Stevenson. I don't know if you understand how much we do in collaboration with them, too. And they're under increasing need. So Stevenson is, all, at this point in time, the Belvish School District is expanding it from the middles up and down. Because they're saying, this is making such a difference, keep healthy. So... Uh, there's just going to be more and more and more of this. I recognize as a commuter church, a lot of people come in from a distance. Let me put it this way. Come in from a distance and see what this thing is. Do it some. And it's going to get to where you are fairly soon. Because there are other school districts that are talking and trying to figure out how to get these things going there too. So we, let's just, Lord in Jesus' name, we just come before your throne. We just thank you so much. We are just so thankful. And, and again, I just want to say for the benefit of those who would see this and not necessarily be feeling good about it like a Christian would, I just want to say, God, thank you that you have showed us how to walk this road properly in a way that respects the laws, that respects the issues that others would have, and that does a very good job of keeping those lines clear. But nobody said you can't go into a school and not love a kid. Mm -hmm. And that's what's making the difference. Learning from them, listening to them, loving them. In Jesus' holy and precious name, God, we would ask you that you would continue to step by step show us what to do next. Mm -hmm. That you would show Jubilee Reach what to do next as their board and their people, but that you would show this church what to do next. It has always been our heart and our reality that Jubilee Reach is not a parachurch organization for us. It is like Sam. And that our people would serve there as readily as they would come and set up chairs here. And so in Jesus' holy and precious name, God, take us to that place. Would you please? Would you please? 
you've done so many things to get us into our community here in so many different ways. God, continue to increase and build this one. So in Jesus' holy and precious name, we now pray a special over Brent, and we're just extending a hand to Cindy, too, and to Carlos. And in Jesus' name, God, that you would anoint them, that you would hold them, that you would speak words of comfort to them in times of need, and that you would speak words of vision from your anointing. That in Jesus' name, whatever they do would be because you're leading them. And God, take care of them all the way, as you do. So in Jesus' holy and precious name, thank you for this day. Mobilize all of us to your kingdom and your way. In Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Brother, in front of you, grab that cup. This is a simple... If uh, VJ, thanks. Oh, I was gonna, you already getting them. Take that lower cup in which is this bread. Think of it as our community. It's broken. We're partly the reason why it's broken. We recognize that. It's broken for a lot of other reasons too. We recognize that. In Jesus' name, we lift up this cup in which is the brokenness of this world. And in Jesus' holy name, precious name, we lift it before the God who loves us and who's healing us and making us whole. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on that cross to heal all of us, even those who don't know you. So in Jesus' holy and precious name, take this cup together, recognizing the brokenness and proclaiming the healing. Thank you, Lord. Now, in Jesus' name, we lift up this cup in which is a life that we've never even begun to imagine and a life purchased for us. You already have in your heart a reality of what this church is doing with Jubilee Reach and what Jubilee Reach is doing in our community. And for all of that, you already have that and we've not even begun to imagine what you've prepared. So in Jesus' name, we take this cup together, saying, make it be. Here am I, Lord, send me. In fact, say that as you take it together. Here am I, Lord, send me. Take together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ushers, thank you for coming.